there was that big meeting, the the convention in Phoenix. Yeah, in late February. Yeah, three months ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my God, it's been that long already. Yeah. Do yeah, you guys probably... host that? Do we host that? Like, is that is that your production? Is that that's that's your meeting? The NDA. And or... yeah, that's NDA solo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. Pretty, it's a pretty big production. It is. We added that um, live demolition event uh, maybe five years ago, four, four or five years ago, where we, you know, we get out of the convention hall and, and all the all the equipment vendors get to bring their uh, get to bring their toys and show them off and and you know process concrete and steel and um, people get to sign up for trials and stuff like that. So that's been a that's been a pretty pretty big success. And uh, this year in Phoenix was great because um, BCS. Um, had the demo contract for that, that mall. Uh, I forget the name of the mall. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of worked out a deal with us and, and they were super helpful. They, they let us use, you know, a big chunk of parking lot. And then they also brought in all the material to, uh, to process and, 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 you know, show the machines on. So it was, it was a huge help. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not like one little mini excavator. There's some, no. there's some monster, monster equipment there. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean, most of the vendors bring their 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 newest and best stuff. I mean, I, what I what we're seeing a lot of now is a straight boom configuration um, yeah. on on you know a, anywhere from a eighty to one hundred twenty thousand pound excavator, um, and then they bring a variety of of attachments. So they'll, they'll so you get you know excavator manufacturers will combo with um, with an attachment manufacturer, and they'll you know so it's not just you know playing with a bucket because that's not what we do. Um, yeah. It's usually either a processor, or hammer, or or shear, with uh, the appropriate material to kind of prove the whole prove the whole process. You know, I'm hoping to actually get out to to see that mall get demoed this summer. They're yeah, still, they're still waiting on abatement right now. Yeah, abatement, and then I think there's some tenants they're trying to get out still, and some yeah. some some, politi- <laughs> some political uh, political type stuff going on there. That um, we were thankful they they still let us do it. I mean, that's all that we. Yeah, that we cared all about. We were hoping that the building was going to be coming down during it because that would have been a cool backdrop. But uh, yeah, yeah. As long as we didn't have to relocate our whole event, we were we were good to go. I I visited them two weeks ago to see them take down one bridge while ground level. I saw that another bridge. I saw that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, it was it was my first time. Uh, Lincoln, who runs ground level, he called me like Monday and he said, "Hey." Saturday, we're taking down two bridges over the I-10. If you want to come out, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'll adjust my schedule for that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I was in Georgia. I flew to Phoenix for that, and then I flew back to Georgia for something else. But well, well worth it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty cool watching them. Yeah, I saw. I saw it. the drone footage and stuff. Where they, you know, number big number of uh, machines all going at it at once to get it cleared by the. I'm assuming they had like a 48 to 72 hour window of time to. Yeah, started Saturday morning early at like three, mm-hmm. and then because they had to wait for the closure, and then they had uh, the contractor put like twelve inches of millings down over the existing interstate. Yep. So they could walk their machines onto the interstate, and then they had it cleaned up by like Sunday midday. Yeah, I think. And that's that's cool because you know we we do some bridge work, and um, you know in in the states that we work in, they you know they rarely uh approve those methods even though those are by far the quickest and and best ways to get them done just with a rip the band-aid off technique you know 
protect the road, well, they, close it, you know, get it done, and then get it cleaned up by the by the end of the weekend. Well, originally they wanted to do it in two weekends and do half and half with traffic flowing in the other direction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they were just like, uh, like, wait, no, no, no. This will be so much smoother if we just go at it at once. One bad, and, one uh, bad weekend of traffic and then it's over. You got yeah, it. Yeah. It, yeah. It only messes, messes the entire city up right. for the weekend, but. Right. <laughs> it's true. That's why most, that's why most places don't let you do it. So, but it's, it's way safer, yeah. quicker, more efficient. I'd even say it probably costs a lot less that way too. I, I think so. Yeah. 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 A, cl a closure, just the cost of a closure like that is really expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when I last talked to you, I don't even know if Tampa was really going all that much. When did you guys start Tampa? It was like three years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're pushing three years now. Yeah. It was, so it was just budding at the time, but it seems like Tampa's really, really going it is I, I, i've seen some bigger projects down there yeah yeah we've got some good work down there um you know it takes a little while to kind of learn you know uh, uh, most people would say demolition is demolition no matter where you're at but i mean it, it's how you acquire the business and and the values of different customers <clears throat> by region you know kind of kind of varies so took a couple years to kind of ramp up and now we're um you know we're we're we're, we're handling some some sizable and, and higher profile projects and then, you know, still mixing in the small ones and building a, a good book of customers that, uh, appreciate our work. And, um, and, you know, so it's, it's, it's good. It's going great down there. Yeah. It, w it was interesting how you guys did it. Cause a lot of times a contractor will make an acquisition, but you didn't, you, you, you had one key guy that understood the market, but other than that, it was a cold start. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that the acquisition idea works well for you know instant instant revenue purposes, but beyond that, um, I I feel like creates potential for for more problems than it's worth, um, and so because of that, you know we just decided to do you know pure organic growth, which you know came with challenges for sure. I mean the biggest problem down there is 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 what you guys are all trying to solve, which is the people problem, yeah. and. Uh, and, um, you know, it's taken two, three years to kind of get our, our core group together, but now, now we, 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 we got them. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen from, from so many companies you visited with it. Like once you get a really good group of, of core people with a, a culture that's, you know, appreciated by all that it, it, it starts to attract people start to come out of the woodwork and, uh, you know, want to be a part of it. So that's kind of where we're at now is kind of the be the beginning of that, um, you know, increase, I would say increase in attraction. So, yeah, it was your first time wading into the non-union labor market. Correct. Which is a way different ball game than because you're in Chicago, which is arguably one of the strongest union markets in the United States. So like the union thing works really well where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can, you can get who you need there, but Florida is the wild, wild west. Yep. Yep, exactly right. It's 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 definitely um, you know I've I've experienced non-union work in my previous career, uh, previous you know jobs and stuff. But you know with with um, already established crews and and traveling crews, if you will, um, and this is totally different because we're what we're trying to do is is create a uh, you know a Tampa um, we'll call it West West Gulf Coast Florida market coverage home base out of Tampa, but then also you know be able to travel and and um, 
and uh, take care of the whole southeast region out of that office. So um, to get that started, you know, we had a, we had a solidifier presence in Tampa, um, and so that's what we focused our last couple of years on. So, uh, have you bid jobs outside of the state? Have you have you completed jobs? I know you've bid jobs out of the state, but have you completed jobs? far away yet um we have um we, we we've we've done some work in um in a couple states outside of florida um actually nothing else no other states in the southeast region though um yeah. you know it's all about where you want to spend your time in terms of the, the the estimating efforts and there's just been so much activity in tampa and you know the surrounding areas um that it's just hey do you want us to do you want to spend a a travel day to go look at this job that you may or may not have a shot at in, in, uh, South Carolina, or do you want to focus on three bids you can get out in, 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 in right by, right by home. So, sure. and then, and then obviously just being cost effect effective, you know, we're, if we stay in the Tampa Pinellas County area, you know, we're, we're not, you know, we're not facing per diem, um, ad costs. So we, we could typically find ourselves more competitive there. Yeah, with with demolition, you can't really bid a job without seeing it in person. Yeah, you 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 can, or you shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can. can. <laughs> um, you know, Google Earth has done wonders for making us think we can bid without seeing work. But um, I would say it's 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 safe to budget work without seeing it. Uh, but hard hard bid lump sum, avoiding a variety of risks, then you, you know you definitely you definitely got to make a visit. A few years ago with COVID in Chicago, you guys did a lot of interior demo and a lot of that just paused overnight, seemingly with office space. Where's all that now? Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, I think go going into COVID, we were probably 75% interior uh, demo versus, you know, total structure. And uh, we kind of, we kind of pivoted during COVID, um, which, which was kind of planned we were planning to get diversify a little more anyway, and it just kind of expedited those plans. Um, and that's just where the market was. I mean, the, the, the total demo and then the partial, like the, the partial structure where, where you're removing a partial structure or an exterior facade or something that's more aggressive than interior demo. Like that's kind of where the market's been. Um, there's still interior demo out there, you know, Chicago, um, you know, as far as downtown, metros go it's it's I, I it's very busy right now um mm -hmm. office space still isn't being being you know fully utilized obviously um but there are a lot of major companies that are starting to initiate the uh back to the office um back to the office for the majority of workforces so you know we're hoping that that'll uh, that'll pick up the market a little bit uh, in terms of the interior what we're seeing now instead of the instead of the office tenant strip outs um we're seeing more of the full, full, full building repurposing, you know? So mm. instead of 10 smaller projects available, there's one massive project, which, which is good, but it also leads to, um, you know, higher level of competition and, I, and, and then, and then as such lower, lower prices, uh, uh, for, for those jobs. So they're, they're hard to, they're hard to wrangle <laughs> if you will. But. Yeah. So what what kind of jobs do you guys have this year in the Chicago market? Well, we got a couple of these, uh, like like I mentioned, a couple of these full building. Uh, basically, we'll call them um, adaptive reuses or 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 gut full gut renovations with with small structural components and exterior facades. 
Um, we've got a couple of those. There's a couple of, um, you know, uh, I'd say combination like interior with, with partial structure removal. Um, the hospital market's been, been fairly active. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've, we've been, we've been, um, trying to get into a lot of hospital work, uh, which we always have, but you know, it's, it seems to be available a little more now. Yeah. The, I've, I've seen some of those jobs where, and you're basically taking a whole building, like a multi-story building and stripping everything, but the structure mm-hmm. away. And then you just leave a blank canvas for the GC to come in and do whatever they want with. Yep, exactly. It's pretty cool. It is. It is. Those are those are fun ones. Um, and that's where you get that's where you get kind of the the hybrid mentality in terms of like crew, like crew composition and equipment usage. And you know, it's not just all by hand, right? It's like combination of skid steer, robot, hand where you need to. Um, and then obviously making the most effective way out of the building with the material is, is kind of the, kind of the key to the success of any of those jobs. Yeah. That's you guys visiting you guys. It was years ago now, but it's the only time I've seen the high rise demolition Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just wacky. (laughs) Some of the stuff you guys have done downtown. I'd be, you basically by hand remove everything inside of a floor of an office building at the 27th floor or whatever it is. And put it all in the elevator. Yep. Without anybody noticing. At, all at night, and hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully, no one knows we're there. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like it's it's uh, when you think demolition, you just think like wrecking ball, just whacking buildings down. But everything you guys do is so surgical and so hidden that it, it's uh, like unless you you know Milburn demolition, you you don't you don't have any idea it's it's going on. Yeah. Yeah. If they. If they see our trucks or our crews at night, it's because they're out at the at the restaurant or bar across the street, and they happen to see us pulling in the loading dock. But other than that, our goal is to not be seen um, yeah. or or heard. You know, on those on those types, especially in the like you like you said in the occupied office buildings, um, sure, where you got you know lawyers on the floor below and advertisers <laughs> on the floor above, and <laughs> trying to avoid problems and complaints and and dust and water and everything else. So. Um, is the Tampa, is the Florida stuff been more total demo? Um, it's a, I say it's a little more slided that way, but, but there's still, um, quite a bit of, uh, you know, I, I don't want to call it pure interior, but we'll call it selective, you know, selective structural where, you know, um, we just did a really cool one, um, in downtown Tampa where they, where the, um, the owner and general contractor were basically, you know, raising, de- demolishing all the buildings on a whole block, except for, uh, you know, an old uh, 1900s, early 1900s uh, church, which they wanted to save and and, and kind of reuse as a as an event space for the new high rise apartment building that's going in. And so, you know, we had uh, to basically surgically like shore, saw cut, demolish a an attached building that was attached to the church, and then stabilized and 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 actually perform you know repairs and upgrades to the church and the bell tower that were to remain um by using some uh, subcontractors that you know that were very talented at you know like masonry restoration and concrete restoration and stuff like that so we kind of um have found a little niche down there of kind of handling that challenging separation portion of demo so that the gc doesn't have to worry about it so they can focus on building the new building the new tower you know yeah, we we actually got to go see that one last fall. I think yeah. it was. Yep. 
and it was it was before you had separate it was it was everything was shored up but it was before you'd started separating the actual buildings. yeah i think we had the scaffold bracing around the bell tower and and we were doing yeah. some, some some hand type of work in there but we hadn't done the separation yet so yeah, yeah. But it was just in, insane they built this they built this it was like a school or something like that they just attached it right to the building yeah pretty still pretty long ago like oh it was yeah still a pretty old structure yep. but it wasn't the historic structure and so you needed to unattach a whole building from a church that's just about to fall over yeah, exactly and yeah. and dave showed us like the little the the monitors on the bell tower itself so someone if you guys like basically just took a cutoff saw and started working right next right next to the bell tower they would get a yeah, notification 25 saying, 25 people get a text email and phone call <laughs> that you're you know that your building's falling over yeah yeah we had um and and we held the contract for that it was uh uh, uh we had both um vibration uh monitors and then we had tilt monitors so um you know the whole purpose of what we were doing was to prevent an issue in the bell tower and um and part of that is was obviously monitoring that you know if you're gone at night you're not uh, you know collapsing uh, like the bell tower is not going to tip over while you're gone. Um, yeah. Funny enough, most of the um, indica- indicators for that that we got that we received, which and it, and it would happen more than you notice. Like one one was a uh, a new laborer for one of the subcontractors thought thought the box was just like some <laughs> some you know leftover plastic box, and he literally hit it with a sledgehammer on purpose to try and get it out of his way. <laughs> and so the monitors go off and freaking out. We're getting texts at, you know, everyone's getting texts at 6 a.m. that, you know, you think that you think the tower is going to tip over. And, and sure enough, it's just, you know, some guy had a brain fart and, um, you sure. know, but, but yeah, those are, those are the cool jobs. And we're, we're doing a lot of work at the uh, Tampa airport. Um, I think you were visited one of those jobs. We've, we've got a couple, we've done a couple there now. And, um, um, those are also combination interior shoring separation and then like total demo of a portion of structure. Right. But it, it's that extra level of complication that where we usually find our fit in terms of being competitive, um, and providing, you know, a, a, a value, uh, to the owner of the GC. Cause you know, anybody can go rip down a one story mason. I mean, it's like anybody can, can rent an excavator and tear down a brick building and make it go bye-bye without, too much issue right it's 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 kind of like those those ones that have a a challenge or something to figure out that we can provide the value on where we've been successful down there yeah i've seen demo contractors in town here rent equipment from home depot yeah to tear stuff down and they just shove it into dumpsters that are overflowing with all kinds of valuable materials Mm -hmm. and then they just go on to the next one like yep we 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 did it. Yep. We did it, guys. Or over the weekend, it's just like, it's a house that's just a pile of shit <laughs> with an excavator sitting on top. Yeah, of like it. a sponge, like just, a sponge pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll just leave it. They're like, ah, oh, you know, it's it's Friday. We got to go have our yeah. beer. And then and you're looking at that, you're like, you just left it there. Yeah. Like, what What are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, and the, and the the one you mentioned before, they not only rent their tools at Home Depot, but they usually get their laborers there too. And and it's uh, sure, you know, and that's that's part of the reasons I'm so involved in the NDA is uh, the National Demolition Association is, um, you know, the de- demolition industry kind of has just a bad, it just has a bad sound to it, right? Like you hear demolition and you don't necessarily think, of, and I, I'm not saying you, Aaron, because I know you know better, but 
you don't necessarily think of good things, right? You think of bad things and damage and and yeah. uh, dust and explosions and everything else, right? But I mean, really, uh, a tr- the true demolition contractors out there are, are extremely professional. Um, they spend a lot of time and money on on safety and risk management and you know planning and and execution of you know these challenging projects, right? And so that's why the um, you know the the true demolition contractor is trying, we're trying to elevate the level of the industry so that we're not competing against, you know, people that just do demolition as a side, as a side hustle, hobby, et cetera, you know, to, so. Well, I feel like it's an easy thing for any contractor to pick up to mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We're also a demolition contractor. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> they just kind of like added on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes they just, they, they do get away with mm-hmm. it, but, but there's such a huge gap. There's a much bigger gap in like the demolition space than the earth moving space, for example, from, uh, a, an amateur that's kind of doing it to the true professionals that come in and are surgical and are refined and are deliberate and, like like seeing you guys or seeing what Vite does or especially the Europeans. Mm-hmm. Like the Europeans, I think, cry every time they see videos from the States, <laughs> how, how we tear things down. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's this huge gap. There, I, don't, I don't feel like there's really anybody in the middle. It's either it's you're kind of a cowboy or just old school. Like, yeah, we've been doing it this way for 50 years. It's worked fine. We're just going to keep doing it. And their machines don't even have paint on them anymore because they've been rubbed against walls so many times and then and then you have the real either the real big players that's just a handful like there's only it's it's way more consolidated on the top end yeah oh yeah i mean i i would say i mean and i don't i'm not saying this out of uh any true knowledge or studies or anything but i would say the majority of of demolition contractors where let's just say that a demolition a true demolition contractor at least 50 percent of their revenues is pure demolition, right? I mean, um, you know, most of them fit into that five to 15 million range, I would guess in terms of revenue. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, anybody above 20 to 30 is probably in the top 50 of, of, of companies that are at least that are reporting revenue. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, 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 out of, out of the whole country, you know, let's just say there's 50 companies that are considered, you know, the larger scale ones. And then out of that, maybe the top five are like really big, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, way, big, like way, ba- way, ba- yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's, that's where you get into the power plant. Yeah. So that's, that's when you, I mean, that's when you get one job that could, that could, you know, that could do, you know, one project that uh, like a pot, like one of those big power plants or, or steel mills or, you know, any large industrial project could, uh, you know, 10 times my, uh, the revenue we do in a year. I mean, easily. Yeah. Um, and, and the scrap and salvage and asset recovery and environmental scopes are, are significant as well. So that's, that's definitely its own, its own business. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's a handful of really, really good companies and, 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 oh, there's more than a handful I should say, but, um, it is, it's totally different, totally different, uh, market. It's totally different, but I, and I can get into like most demo projects, but 
the power plants are still for whatever reason like i think i could get into area 51 sooner than i could get into <laughs> yeah. a, a coal plant demo or a nuclear power plant demo or a paper plant demo it's yeah. like what are you guys i get it but i also don't get it uh you know they're they're the industry you know we we have a lot of um i guess creative solutions that vary company to company and the and the old um older mentality is to not share those right even though we all know that they're doing that uh that people are doing things in a certain way there's little minor tweaks and changes that you know that um you know that we we feel like provide competitive edges and in, in terms of uh getting getting projects in hand and i think i think that's probably less true than what we all think it is like in terms of needing to protect those uh, those yeah. things you know but that's that's definitely a common uh mentality among uh, demolition contractors um and well that was and i think the bigger component with your problem is probably the owners um you know owner owners of of those 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 large industrial sites that are environmental there's environmental considerations and um you know they're they're very very risk adverse in terms of um publicity and and, uh, and, and things like that. And so I, I would, I would venture to guess that that's where you're probably your biggest challenges or biggest hurdle is. I know we've had those hurdles, even on some of my, some of our job sites here where for, for whatever reason, the owner just doesn't want any. And I'm like, we're, we're tearing out office space. <laughs> like, what do you mean? We can't take pictures, you know? I get it from their perspective. It's way easier to say no because, yeah. and, and it's, it's really coming from lawyers. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's just, how can I limit my, how can I how can I be sure that I don't get into a car crash? Right. Just don't cra- drive, don't a, drive car. a car. Like just don't just don't drive yep. a car and then you completely limit your liability. Like that's it's mm-hmm. easy. And it's like kind of the similar thing. It's like I I just I don't know, the benefit is not even nearly because they don't they do see the benefit of talking about it, but kind of it's not immediate. It's kind of long term yeah. for them. And you're the one that benefits first the contractor, but they're like, well, we're benefiting the contractor, but the risk is ours ultimately. So we're just going to say no. That's yeah. Better. You know, I, I think the real benefits, what, like, like specifically what you guys have done at, at, at Billwood is, um, you know, there's, there's a reason why we're not attracting people to our industry, right? Mm-hmm. It's not because it's not a great opportunity. It's not because it's not fun. It's not because it's, 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 it's anything other than, being that secretive and being that closed off and, and limiting the publicity and the, and everything else around it. I mean, people don't even know it's happening, right? It's, it's not even like known to be a viable career option. And so like, that's where I feel like, that's where I feel like, um, that's why I've, I've exposed ourselves a little more than might even be comfortable for me just because, you know, well, you know it better than anybody, you know, you put something on LinkedIn or Instagram about, you know, demo job you're doing it's a five second clip with a 10 foot vision vision lane. And then you get 25 people saying you're doing that totally wrong. Uh, that's yeah. unsafe. You should, you should use this. You should use that. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, you can only see 10 foot wide footprint of what's happening. You have no idea what's surrounding us or what restrictions we have or whatever. And it's like, you know, that's why more people aren't sharing, right? Cause it's just like those trolls that, you know, just feed off of uh, negativity. So we we always yeah. we we kind of use your mentality, which is like the thumbs up, you know, clap, nice comment type of like 
<laughs> whatever you want, whatever, yeah, great, great whatever suggestion. you want to say. You're right. No yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's the, that's the only way to do yeah. it. It's, it's, it's the only way. Well, I've been, uh, right now I'm reading Martin, Lu- Martin Luther King Jr.'s biography. Okay. And, uh, and, and he wrote most of it. It was edited by somebody else, but, um, I'm, I'm going through the, the first Montgomery bus boycott. And, and that was, that was their biggest thing is, is when the KKK or somebody came into town and they tried to get a rise out of these people protesting, they would sit on their, they would sit on their doorstep. So typically the KKK would come into town and everybody would, everybody would go in their house, lock the door, turn out the light, like just hide in fear. And then they took the opposite approach because they, they gained this new sense of confidence with the, the protest. And so they would, they would literally, as they would drive by, wave to them and hang out on their, on their porches and leave their front doors open. And what would happen was they just, they would, they wouldn't get a rise out of anybody and they would leave. Yep. Like it, it's so there's so many historical precedents about it. But, oh yeah, <laughs> and it's such a sound, uh, a sound path to take. But uh, it's so easy to get so twisted and sucked into it at the same time. It is. It uh, is. I find it's it's. Just I fun. find I find myself. You know. So me and Don and and Dave now. You know. We'll get we'll get occasionally get those comments and we'll screenshot it and text it to each other and. And and just kind of say like this is like this is uh you know prime example of you know all you got to do is laugh and and just as long as we know we're doing things the right way and there's a reason behind it what do you you know what are you gonna do? And uh, my wife my wife has to remind me um, to not you know turn turn red uh, every time somebody has something shitty to say because it's just a waste of time. Um. I think demo is especially bad too, because there's so many, there's so much variety in it mm-hmm. and everybody thinks it's easy. Yep. Uh, even if they haven't really done it or they've taken down a house, like they think they're a demo expert. I've seen that a lot more than earth mm-hmm. moving. Um, but yeah, there's just so much variety to it. So many different tools, every region's a little bit different that y- you don't, even if something is right where you're at, doesn't at all like something that's right in Tampa is not right in Chicago. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like the means and methods and stuff that that occur in different regions and different and different industries. So like like you were saying, industrial versus commercial versus interior. I mean, it it changes so much yeah. that um, that you're right. Like the perception is totally uh, it it varies, right? And so and so the that's that causes part of the problem, right? Part of the problem also is some of the people posting the most, the most stuff are the people that are, you know, frankly, aren't doing things right. But those are the same people commenting on other people not doing things right. So in other words, like, I'm not going to go comment on somebody else's post that I feel like, you know, they did something that wasn't safe. You know, now, if I happen to know the company or the guy that runs the company or whatever, I mean, I'll I'll call him and say, look, I mean, you might want to, as a, as a favor, as you know, not, not as a a troll, um, because any negativity, I keep going back to this industry perception, but all the negativity around anything that demolition contractors are doing, it 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 just makes it look like everybody's, you know, cowboying it, like you said earlier. And I mean, I think the big thing that I, drives that, Aaron, is is just is. I mean, it comes down to money. I mean, it's it, it it's nobody nobody goes out there wanting to do things unsafe and and um, putting people in harm's way or putting you know bystanders or other buildings in harm's way, but. 
you know, when owners and GCs and, and all our customers, you know, preach this, we need the best, the best, the best. But then at the last second, they're like, oh, and by the way, we need it quicker and we need it cheaper. You know, it's like, what do you, you know, you're going to get what you pay for eventually. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, so that, that makes it difficult to kind of rise the, rise the industry, um, you know, other than the, other than the, you know, the top performers that are already at a certain level that they can pre-qualify for any insurance amount or any bond amount or anything where, where they're already limited in, in competition. Right. Why, why though? Like I feel most people, you get what you pay for. That's common knowledge. I think everybody understands Except that. in construction. It's, <laughs> it's well, yeah, but it's still no secret. Yeah. Why, why is it still like that though? Why, why do a lot of owners still, for whatever reason, pick the lowest cost, even though it's not in their best interest to do. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't tell you, Aaron. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, even, even we, you know, on a small scale, we, we have a pretty significant amount of, um, subcontracted work scopes. Right. And, and our whole team knows like, look, if the guys that we trust are higher, like that's who we have to run with because we know that they're, they're looking out for safety. They're looking out for our interests. They're, they're, they're part of the team, if you will. And as soon as you treat them any different, you know, the, you know, that relationship is tarnished. And, and, and frankly, I tell the guys, you know, and the, and the girls here at our office, I'm like, you know, how, how did that, how does that feel when a GC does that to us? Like, do you, you ever want to make anybody else feel that way? Um, you know, you can find somewhere else to be. So it, it, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. Cause don't get me wrong. I mean, we compete. I mean, we're, we're, we're out there for, to, to get work and to get work, you have to be at least close to low typically, mm-hmm. um, unless the job is sure. so complex or so expedited in schedule or so, you know, there's something that's triggering an owner to realize and to value, um, that, um, you know, that the extra cost is certainly worth it, which I'd say if that happens once or twice a year, we're, we're good. We're feeling good about it. Oh, or your buddy buddy with the federal government. Yeah, that's a really good way to do. Yep, it. Um, there is that's some there is some some opportunities. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are some opportunities with that. That's for sure. I did, uh, but uh, but I, I I went to Europe f- f- for the first time last mm-hmm. year. I I talk I I messaged you and Don. I'm like, you guys got yeah. to see this stuff because it's I, I uh, I've still never seen operations like these before these swiss demolition operations mm-hmm. were just unbelievable to watch so much fun to watch and you guys said that's you know all the equipment's amazing but we can't really afford to do that here in a lot of ways because of how the contracts are set up <laughs> yeah the competitive I, it's mentality. overall it just, it's, it's the overall mentality right it's the whole market mentality it's it's you know they figured out something over there you know, they're looking at us like we're like we're their dumb teenagers. You know what I mean? Like still still sneaking, yeah. sneaking beer into the house and, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and and doing stuff we're not supposed to do just because we're not supposed to do it. Right. It's 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 yeah. it's very much like that. And I mean, what I will say is, like, I've met a bunch of the Europeans, especially with the with the NDA stuff. And, um, you know, they're super willing to share and help. I mean, the knowledge, the knowledge they, they they're willing to share. They have they have um, credential and training programs that we're just now starting to get into here uh, in the States. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, 
and so I'm 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 hoping that our industry can can take a take a look and and learn something and instead of being so uh, closed-minded, you know. So yeah, I think the demolition version of sneaking beer into the house as a teenager is using a bucket with a thumb <laughs> to that. Yeah, bucket and thumb comes in handy every once in a while, Aaron. For those for those. <laughs> You know uh, the house de- the house demos where you got to load out dirt the same day. You know, but I mean, like what you what 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 the Europeans would have is they'd have the, you know, the quick connect the 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 hydraulic quick connect with three different tools sitting on a trailer and, yes. and they'd be uh, yes you know which is uh, you know, hundred thousand dollar investment in your in your machine. Yeah, they'd have the oil quick yeah. or, or yeah oil quick, quick or steel with... wrist or one, or I think there's another one and, and... yeah a, a rotating uh, sorting yep. grapple. And a bucket. Yep. And a processor. And a hammer, probably just in case. And and yep. a hammer, just in yep. case. Yep. <laughs> yep. And and again, it's yeah. just overall it's, mentality. Yeah. Look, if everyone's doing it that way, and, and so like that's the mentality we're trying to take here. Not not necessarily. I mean, we as an industry, we can never dictate means and methods and tool use and all that. But I mean, like just the overall mentality that look, it, it costs X amount to to run a business safely, and uh, you know. Everyone's everyone uses the word safety, so I hate using it because I feel like everyone has safety on their website and it means nothing in that format. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, prioritizing means and methods to limit the risk to your employees and to others and to equipment damage and, and all these other things that can occur. Um, it costs money. Uh, it, it, it costs money investing in new equipment. It costs money investing in people. Um, it costs money in in overhead in terms of safety and risk management. Um, you know, salaries, et cetera. And, you know, it's worth it, but it's only worth it if you can still get business at the cost you're doing it at. Well, and, and especially to like, that's not even to mention the cash flow mm-hmm. challenges associated with being a contractor, yeah. especially in the private market. Like, yeah, I didn't know when I signed up, York. when I, when I, when I started this business, I, I, I didn't tell, uh, I didn't tell myself or my wife that we were going to also be a bank. Um, but we, we yeah. sort of are, uh, I'll call it a three month short term note bank uh, on top of, you know, doing a fairly risky business. So it's um, it's definitely challenging. It's part of the game. I don't think it's changing anytime soon. Um, But I I have seen throughout. I I really do think that throughout covid. um, Some of these things got prioritized a little more. So now we're we're able to be a little more. pushy than I, than I normally am, um, without, without it coming off negative. It's like, it's understood by the customers a little better now. Um, so -hmm. hopefully that's changing. Also the retention, um, I I don't know how many States this has happened in, but you know, in Illinois, in Illinois, the, uh, retention law changed a couple years back. So we're, we're able to, you know, the law is now to bill out retention, uh, five down to 5% at 50% complete and then remainder upon completion. So, that's a that's a little really? bit of, that's a little bit of help on, um, on publicly funded work. So you know, highway, bridges, uh, wastewater treatment plants. You know, we're able to wow. get that um, get that last ten percent reduced a little quicker than we have been historically. So that's been helpful. Good for whoever figured yeah. that out. A lot of a um, lot of lobbying. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There were a lot of fancy dinners <laughs> yeah. on that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, what what what's the NDA up to? So what are, what are you trying to work Man, on through? We are uh, we are busy, busy. Um, we got a great we got a great group of people on our board, um, and 
uh, in our in our committee chair spots um, and, and committee members, and everyone's everyone's kind of gas pedal down, um, trying to make waves. And and the biggest thing we're doing right now is um, we're we're getting ready to release release our beta uh, our beta test for the first um, demolition supervisor certification in North America. Um, mm-hmm. which I think the first round of testing is this is, is in the next couple months. Um, following that, you know, program, we're, we're going to develop, um, kind of a field, uh, field level. We're not sure what it's going to be called yet, but we're going to go towards more towards the field labor operator burner type group. Um, and, and the point of that is, is like, if we, if, if we're not able to like rise our own, um, demolition industry in terms of training certification, etc like you know somebody else is going to do it for us um and uh and nobody else knows it like we know it um you know we we actually train you know osha compliance officers um we have an osha alliance our our association does and uh, we've been doing a lot of great work with them um, reviewing documents um memorandums of understanding on means and methods or or potential changes to, to OSHA regulations because they're the way they're written don't apply to demolition very well. Um, and so anyway, I think the stuff, the stuff that we're working on is more of like the end game, but, but, you know, leading up to that knowledge base is kind of like what I think you guys are working on, um, in your training modules, right? Like you're, like your guys are doing a ton of, uh, uh, quick, quick learning, um, modules for a variety of different positions and, and, and et cetera, which, gets people, you know, quick knowledge. When you combine a bunch of them together, you, 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 you get a great understanding of what you're doing in, in, um, in concert with whatever experience you're getting in the field on the job. Um, and so that's what we're going to is just kind of close that loop on the back end and say, you know, this company has X amount of people that are, you know, certified supervisors. So, Hey, insurance company, like you should, they shouldn't be paying, you know, the same percentage of, of work comp GL umbrella, because they're, they're obviously investing heavily in their, um, in their people, in their people's capabilities. Right. Um, so if you have like a new foreman, a demolition foreman, you can put them through your training and that at least gives them the background knowledge. Right. Well, I would say what we're doing is we're, we're taking this, this, that we started at the supervisor level. So our certification is saying, look, look, you, you passed 168, or 160 question exam that proves that you have X amount of knowledge that we would consider the minimum requirement to be a certified supervisor in a demolition uh, field. So it's not the former level. It's actually above that. So the, 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 the foreman level will come differently because there's just a different level of, uh, you know, of, of curriculum. But then what we have on the, on the back end is, you know, we have a variety of, of, places where companies get training from they they train internally um they utilize in in some cases the unions for training um there's all these different resources uh, they utilize you know stuff like you guys are doing um build with training and um um all those are fully applicable for for pre-qualification and and for you know continuing education stuff right so we're just trying to close the loop and say this person meets what our industry feels like is, is the minimum qualifications to be considered X, right? How do how do you determine the minimum qualifications? Well, there's, there's, there's a group of 10, uh, industry experts from around the country that are part of a board that is not part of the NDA. So it's a separate board. 
Um, they make all their own decisions. They, they do all their own business. Um, the only thing the NDA does is, is fund their progress and, and, and give them, you know, agendas in terms of like, Hey, if, if we're going to develop one more at this point, we'd like it to be geared around this. But then once that info is delivered, they, they meet, you know, they meet quarterly, um, in person and then a couple zoom calls in between and they develop, um, the whole package, right? So they just spent the last two years building this first one. Um, so it's a very intense mm-hmm. process. Um, and the, the industry experts are great because they donate their time and they're from a variety of what we'll call like those, those micro markets within demolition, um, that U S Canada, um, Europe, um, all kind of had there's people from all backgrounds, industrial, commercial, heavy highway, um, that all pull together and say, no matter what version of demolition you're doing, if you're going to be a supervisor of a demolition project, you should have, this should be the minimum criteria, right? So Hmm. what's like, what's an example of a minimum criteria? Well, I don't know. I haven't gone through the training yet. (laughs) Oh, or the certification yet? So I don't, you're, not, you're not certified. I, I am not certified. Um, wow. And, and I don't know if I'd qualify because I've never been. I've I've <laughs> I've never been on on the uh, field field management side. At least I, I mean I was when I was younger, but not not enough to gain yeah. the experience that these people um, should have running a job. So hmm. if they ever come up with like a sales or business development module, I might pass that one. But uh, sure, yeah, Estimating. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's one of the biggest things. The other, the other thing we're really working on is just, I think that it kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, we don't feel like our, our, our association represents the demolition, demolition industry in the U S and, and North America and Canada. Um, mm-hmm. at least that's our intent. And we don't feel like we're, we're adequately doing that in terms of the numbers. So in terms of our membership versus the number of companies out there that are doing a lot of demolition work. So 50% or greater, like we feel like we're probably only covering about half if, if, if that. Um, and so what we're really trying to do is uh, focus on a, why that is, um, uh, that only half feel it's, uh, a wise choice to spend the 2000 or $2,500 a year to, you know, to be, uh, a member. Um, and, and get all the benefits we provide. And so we're trying to do a, 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 a pretty big push for, for membership so that we can, so that we can really say and, and adequately be the source and the, and the place where all professional demolition industry people are, are members. Right. Um, so goal is to double in the next two years in size. That's aggressive, but, and, and then the, another way we're, we're helping facilitate that is there, there's a lot of regional, chapters being formed that kind of kind of trickles the whole NDA message and and the whole purpose um, down to the regional local level, which we found extremely successful. So like SoCal, for instance, they've been um, they've been a chapter for longer than I've been in the NDA. So they've been they've been around forever and they're super active Mm. and they are filled with a ton of great demolition contractors. Um, We're kind of revitalizing the relationship with them. Um, trying to do more national interaction with them and trying to help support them. And then as a result of, of those efforts with SoCal, uh, we got a Florida chapter online um, as of uh, a couple months ago and then a Michigan chapter online. 
and then we've we've had we've had interest from you know maybe a handful of other <laughs> regional locations that they want to push the same thing and and it's all for the purpose of getting the the smaller regional based demolition contractors something that's tangible and 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 a way to facilitate the relationship and and to see what the benefits are um so if if somebody doesn't feel like traveling four times a year to the NDA national meetings they can travel. They can go twice a year, drive an hour to their regional meeting, um, and then maybe just go once a year to the convention. Um, and so that's 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 the big three I think that we're up to right now in terms of the NDA. Um, and they and they're big. I mean, they're it's a it's big agenda, and there's a lot of people that are working really hard at it. Um, and we did form a new committee solely reg- solely surrounding this um, this membership. Um, I'm going to call it a challenge, but a good challenge, you know, the, the membership drive, the membership increase. Um, and so that committee's had a couple of meetings that kicked off the last few months and they're, they're already hitting the ground running. So lots of good things. I, I will say the NDA feels like one of the associations based on what I've seen that, that really does something uh, beyond just get together and, and have, have drinks. I, and, and there's a lot of associations doing stuff, but there's also some that don't do a lot in my opinion every i've been to nda meetings before super impressive super impressive and then i've heard nothing but good things about the convention like eric went and i feel like angel went or somebody yeah and i've known a bunch of people that i've gone and before the convention everybody's messaging me hey are you going to the nda convention phoenix or you know wherever it'll be next year if it's in phoenix i don't i don't know if it's every year there um but it's it's kind of a big deal now it's 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 the only association meeting that I regularly for the past three years have considered attending just on my own, like just out of curiosity. Right. It's the only one, only one. Well, that's good to hear. Be- well, I, cool. I appreciate that. And, um, I mean the, the association, uh, the staff, the executive director, the people, so, you know, there's only a handful of handful of people that work for the NDA as paid, right? The rest of us are volunteers just because we want to support our industry. Um, yeah. And so the, most of the ideas and, and what we're doing is generated from people like myself and, and all the other, you know, companies that take part in, in the quarterly meetings. And so that's why I feel like you get this, this product or this vibe where like you, like people that are in the industry or in lateral industries, you know, once you, once you attend and meet a few people and, and get involved, like then, then you're hooked. I mean, there's no way you're not going to keep going. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just one of those, um, you know, one of those things. So just trying to get, get the value out to people. And I, I, I mean, I, I've always, I've always found value in it. Even, even when I didn't have money to pay the, the dues check, you know, year one of starting business, I still found a way to to be a member. I just thought it was that valuable to me. So, and our company. So glad to hear that, uh, you're seeing it and, you know, hopefully, hopefully in a couple of years you'll see it and it'll be uh, bigger, better, stronger, more fun, all those things. That's, I hope so. Yeah. Um, as far as growing up, like the positive perception, of the industry, just, Hey, tell your members if you have a cool job to invite me out because I will go anywhere to look at demolition. You got just, it. Some, like, frankly, I can, it's easier for me to get access on big sites in Europe than it is in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I could, I, like all the European demolition contractors are so friendly, so welcoming. 
And I've, I mean, it's not that the contractors here aren't welcoming, but it's just like, ah, it's just not going to work. I'm like, come on. Like, can't we, can't we at least ask, can't, can't we, can't we at least like really shake the cage here? Cause, uh, like if you haven't noticed, this problem is only going in one direction and we gotta, we gotta talk about what we do a little bit more. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I'll make sure I, uh, I share your sentiment with the group at our, our we got a June uh, member meeting here in Santa Fe. And, um, um, so there'll be about 40, 40 members there that I'll, uh, I'll make sure I, I let them know to quit being so secretive and yeah. get you, get you yeah. out there to, to, um, you know, show the world what we do. Just, yeah. Throw me a bone every once in a while. That's all I ask for. <laughs> um, it, it was cool too going to the storytelling. I think I already talked about this, but we saw, uh, Chell and Angel and Justin from our team, they went out to see the Wadsworth job uh, in Utah, the bridge that they demoed one night and then slid the new one into place and had it open for traffic Monday, which is just wild. Um, they did such an amazing job sharing about it. The the Specifically, not the contractor, Utah Department of Transportation did an amazing job talking about it. And their their social media is now one of my favorite pages to follow because they're always just educating people about what the heck it does, what the heck they do to keep the people of Utah moving. I'm like, this is great. So if I was sitting in traffic in Salt Lake City that Saturday and then Sunday I saw, oh, that's what they're doing or Saturday night, I'm like, oh okay, this makes a lot of sense to me. This is pretty cool. And I could be, um, you know, uh, uh, like somebody that has no real desire for demolition, but you show someone, or not in the industry whatsoever, but you show someone a bridge getting demolished overnight, it's pretty, pretty damn cool. It has a cool factor. And then you achieve this appreciation and this level of understanding. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, I get it. I was delayed this weekend because of this traffic, but this is pretty cool. I understand, or at least most rational people would think that. I'm not just pissed off. UDOT sucks. <laughs> I think it's fantastic, and I wish more people did that, especially with the public-facing work, because I think it's an opportunity to teach people what the heck's going on, why their day is being disrupted. And if you don't teach them, they just assume you're an asshole. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's that. yeah, and it's the it's that same old like we're just going to do what we want to do, and we don't really need to tell anybody, right? Like, well, yeah, that's true, technically, but it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna help. It, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't. I mean, every, every other major. I mean, if you if you think about the budgets that that those type of entities have, right, that they work with, yeah. Um, any other major corporation that operates with any similar budgets, they're spending a ton of money on PR to make sure that everything they do comes off in a positive, in a positive way. Right. And there is value there because mm -hmm. educating the people that are dealing with the things that you're, that you're doing or creating, I mean, is, is huge. Right. And so to see like somebody like, like you're saying, like Utah, the, is it the Utah transportation? Uh, Utah department of transportation. Yeah. yeah just I mean, to Utah. see them, to see them doing what you're talking about, which is making an attempt at, not only like educating people about why traffic's bad, but also like, hey, this is cool stuff. Like we like, like we're spending money on things that are that are needed, and we're doing it creatively. And there's all these contractors that are, you know, feeding their families by this work that's being created, and and it's it's just a cool process, and you should want to see it. So, 
That's cool I, to I see. I also think, well, I, I think by not sharing a lot of this too, the demolition industry is missing out just on a huge opportunity to teach people how much they actually recycle. Yeah. Because everybody thinks you just throw the building away. Yep. Which is insane. And it's honestly probably one of the only industries where recycling actually makes sense economically. And you're incentivized to recycle oh, economically. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, like, we, we, we say at the NDA that we, we are the original recyclers. I mean, we, we, yes. we, we found purposes for materials that we needed to get rid of. I mean, that's, that's what we do on a daily basis. Like, that's how we, that's how we A, do the right thing, and B, remain competitive. I mean, it's, 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 it's both, right? So, you know, we're actually, I forgot to mention along the lines of the NDA stuff is the, actually the global demolition market is putting together a, a forum um, that's going to be basically a, a quarterly Zoom call with all the association presidents from around the world um, in, in, in similar, uh, so it'd be like me and the, the NF, uh, NFDC, which is the British uh, association, and then um, the EDA, which is the European Demolition Association, which that's actually an association that is comprised of presidents of all the individual countries associations. So that, that one alone hits a lot of countries. And then there's, you know, Asian, Asian associations, et cetera. We're going to invite everyone to it, but it's to talk about these global things that are occurring. Like for instance, the recycling thing, the car, the, the carbon footprint uh, is becoming a big, uh, a, a big agenda item with, with, especially in Europe. So, you know, that, that means to me is it'll be a big deal here in 10 years. Um, Cause that's about the trailing time. Um, and so we're trying to kind of proactively talk about these 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 um, global issues a little in a little more proactive format. Um, so I'm looking forward to starting that. We're, I think we're first call for that's uh, later this month, actually, um, to kind of get an initial uh, agenda, a, a set of bylaws, et cetera, to, to kind of work this group with. But, um, you know, there's there's stuff that we can learn. I mean, we're fortunate, like we can learn things that they've that Europe has already dealt with. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, so why aren't this we? stuff? <laughs> so why well, aren't we? Not I just not just this... equipment and 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 means and methods and stuff like that, but I mean just general issues that are occurring, right? Like like it, it, it's so it's so easy now with with Zoom and Teams and, and all these all the technology that we have um, and translators, etc. I mean, it's like so so finally we're we're doing that and um, look, looking forward to that and looking forward to reporting back to our um, association on, on how that goes. They, they mine their C and D landfills to recover. I went to one in Switzerland. They were sorting an old C and D landfill, recovering 70% of the materials within it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because you can't get a new landfill. No, right. So it, right. it gets, it gets them more airspace yep. and then they can go sell all the materials. Yeah. But it was, it was a, like a pretty simple, and I'm, I'm oversimplifying, but like the sorting setup they had sitting at the plant, like at on the pile wasn't all that complicated, but they explained exactly what materials were coming out of it, where they go, and it was brilliant. Or all concrete, at least in a place like Switzerland, is recycled. Right. It's not used as aggregate, it's recycled. Like a certain percentage of new concrete comes from old concrete, like asphalt. And then you go to the States, it's like, that's not possible. I'm like, no, 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 but I've seen it. I, like I've seen entire countries do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so it has to be possible. Like I know it's possible, Yep. but right now it's, it's still like we say we recycle concrete, but it's 
in a lot of ways a nuisance because oh it's it has too much lime in it and the engineer won't you know it's all, qualify it for fill or whatever that's it right. is i don't know it's all spec based it's all spec based you know standards that were set in the 90s probably that nobody yeah. wants to deal with changing um but it's 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 actually funny because you know like in florida for instance you know concrete's really valuable like like recycled concrete is really valuable due to the the yeah. lack of, of natural occurring aggregate there. But, yeah. you know, most places, everyone's like, we don't really, we don't really care. Just crush it, use it to fill holes or use it as sure. a sub base. And, uh, and I mean, at least it's being used as something, right? It's, it's not a, uh, it's not a waste, but I mean, to your point, there's no reason why there's, they're not, uh, other than money that, that it's not, uh, you know, going into new concrete. Yeah. Yeah, well, right on. Um, how can people join the NDA? Is it just National Demolition Association dot com? Uh, yeah, I think it's demol demolition association dot org. Oh, I mean, yeah, if you Google National Demolition Association, you'll find it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the website has a ton of info. Um, and there, there is, there's like a contact us button where if you, if you hit it and shoot an email, if you want any info, and whether whether it's about the National Association or, or local chapter opportunities or or anything. I mean, there's somebody, somebody will certainly respond. Right on. And then Melbourne demolition is the primary business. Yep. Yep. Primary is Melbourne demolition. It's Melbourne.com. Yeah. Right on. Okay, James. Well, I uh, appreciate you giving me so much time today because I know you got better things to do. Oh, never always appreciate your time as well. Aaron. <laughs>